welcome to Curtain Tricks on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Steve Sears, and we're joined today with a very special guest, Lehman Parker. Hello, Thank- Curtain Jerk fans. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Lehman is a, uh, we perform together on a weekly basis. This is true. I think. We're friends on a daily basis. Yeah, right? at least every day. Yeah, at least every day. Uh, end of the day, we like to check in, make sure if we're still on to continue with our friendship. <laughs> right, I always check in before I go to sleep. I send you a text message, still friends, yes or no. And I always respond, why? <laughs> Uh, I know Scott's going to be really, really jealous. Your why as in yes, not why as in like... <laughs> yes, <laughs> why do you want to be friends? That's, see, it's those little delightful bon mots that Scott would be incredibly jealous that he's not here. He's been trying to get you on the podcast for literally years. I know. And I and I was really lucky. Scott was out of town and you just texted me out of the blue, can I be on the podcast? Well, I was waiting until Scott was out of town specifically to stick it to him. Well... To be honest, I'm a little, I'd be worried when you guys get on the podcast together because I've never seen Scott, like, crack up or laugh so hard when it's just the two of you guys together. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm glad Scott's not here. No, I take it back. Scott, when you finally listen to this, Lehman's on the show, huh? Yeah. So, uh, Lehman and I watched Raw this afternoon. Uh, oh, by the way, we're both comedians living in Los Angeles. This is true. You're a successful, uh, performer. Oh, no, but not comedian. Yeah, well, but you're funny, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a successful magician. Well, yeah. that success might be the wrong statement. But, I mean, think about it this way. If you say a successful magician, it sounds like a joke, so people are going to assume you're a comedian. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in a way, it, intrinsically, you will do a magic act that I think's uh, up there with good comedy acts. I mean, well, I think fun. your comedy act is up there with good magic acts. Oh, what? <laughs> Which comedy act? Do you mean this? Or what I'm making? I'm pretending to bake cakes on stage. Why? Exactly. Thank you. Um, so, we watched Raw earlier today. Oh, actually, maybe we should do your bio. I mean, people, all they know is the mysterious Lehman, really. Which is not his mag- magician name by any means. Uh, but uh, you can see more of Lehman uh, if you've either TiVo'd America's Got Talent and not watched it in the last right, couple yeah. of weeks. Spoiler months. alert, Matt Franco wins. Who's Matt Franco? He's a magician. Oh, that's James Franco's older brother, right? Yep. Okay, that's right. So I'm really glad he got out from his younger brother's shadow. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I'm surprised. Like, was it in categories? I didn't watch. I tried to support you as best I could. I tweeted a couple times. I don't care. Like, I Like, all the time, I never cared if people watched. I just cared if they voted. Yeah, I think I voted once. I think I did. Oh, once? Jeez, thanks, Steve. Oh, no, for each event. Okay, Sorry. gotcha. Uh, but I'm sort of impressed that a magician won nonetheless America's Got Talent. Right? Uh, we were all impressed. Yeah. I mean, it surprised. wasn't that it was like a magician category, a musician category, and a... No, he beat everybody. Of anybody that's talented in 2014, he is the most talented. Of America. Of Americans, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, because I think if Asia had talent, which I'm sure they do, uh, but when when Asia gets talent, how do I say this ahead of time? When they make Asia's Got Talent, I feel like they're going to be opening the pool to a talent pool that's a little bit larger. Well, they just have the bulk. Yeah, you know, they, uh, yeah, it's Asia's talent is really what they should call it, right? Right, right, right. Asia is talent. But for America getting, having, and retaining talent, <laughs> the fact that they picked a magician, I think, is really impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's good for magic. Oh, God, it's a it's a culture of uplift. Yeah, a uh, rising tide lifts all sinking ships. Right, right, right. Wait, rising rising anyway. tide lifts all. Well, the ships that are sinking are already yeah, they're dead. A lost cause. So, Lehman and I watched wrestling today. Uh, I hadn't watched it, so I, Lehman, uh, I think maybe you watch more than I do. You watch on Hulu, right? I watch on Hulu. Now, Scott... I watch 90-minute jam-packed versions. Do you, pre- now, what we watch today, do you prefer 90-minute jam-packed yes. sessions? Or the long, drawn-out two hours and 45 minutes of well, me napping next to you? <laughs> this is the first time that I've watched a whole three-hour episode of Raw, and I realized to fill that three hours, they just do the same promo three different times. Because mm-hmm. they open with the promo of Randy Orton, uh, the or authority. the authority, like yeah. talking about Hell in a Cell. And then John Cena and Randy Orton had their own promo talking about Hell in a Cell. And then Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins had their own promo talking about Hell in a Cell. And I feel like all those promos could have been combined to fit one jam-packed 90-minute version of Raw. Well, not to mention they also replayed all of those whenever they came back from commercial. Oh, that is true, yeah. They'd replay everything that you just see. <laughs> but so what you prefer is a jam-packed eight-man promo at the beginning of Raw where everybody gets four words, and then they just sort of go all the way, and like one person can say hell, and the other person can say inna, and the other person can say sell. I think it shows more bonding and unity. Yeah, they're, it's, they're doing a great short-form game together. Right. It's a nice theater game. It keeps them all on the same page. Uh, 
You know what? We have a segment that's going to be coming up later on the show. It's a very new ex- segment. I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's called Lehman Asks Me Questions. Oh, it's a brand new segment, right? It's a brand new segment. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions before uh-huh. we get started. What did you like about Raw? Who's your favorite wrestler right now? Uh, right now, my favorite wrestler is Damian Mizdow. Why do you like Damian Mizdow? Because of, like, it's so funny how he does everything that The Miz does. Which I realize that's the bit. But, like, when The Miz gets thrown out of the ring and he'll just, like, fall down on the ground and roll around. I think it's a very funny bit. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd loved him when he got, they did like the match and the, the thing today and he got tagged in and he won and the crowd was going crazy for him. Now, I'm not, uh, on our show, we try not to make fun of, not make fun of, we try not to be mean, I guess. There's sort of an unspoken rule, like there's a satire sort of parody place that we like to live and have a good time. But since you're not a part of that and you're a guest on the show, what don't you like about The Miz? About what I don't like about The Miz? Yeah. Uh, I don't like anything about The Miz. <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything redeeming about him, other than the fact that uh, Damian Sandow now gets to pretend to be him. So the only way you'd help, like, The Miz if his car broke down on the side of the road is if D- the D- if Damian Mizdow was, like, in the backseat? Well, he wouldn't be in the backseat. I think he'd be outside by the hood also, like, waving his hands about and asking, acting all flustered because Doing the, the car same broke thing down. that The yeah. Miz is doing? Okay, good to know. Good to know. I'll cut out this big pause right uh, there. The thing I do like about them is, and because I'm a regular listener to the show, I don't know if I'm. Uh, I might subscribe. I don't know. Well, I'm ne- I never rate and review. Uh, that's that's it. fine. That's appreciated. Uh, listeners, rate and review to make up for the fact that Lehman never rates and reviews. Uh, but I do like whenever uh, the Mrs. Dad is on the show. I find him a very. Does somebody <laughs> say the Mrs. Dad? Oh, I, this is an honor to meet you, Mrs. Dad. Uh, allow me to touch you. Don't mind the greasy fingers. <laughs> oh, those are very wet and oily. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a sausage popsicle I made. This is my actual hand. That one is even greasier and wetter than the other hand. Oh, that's another sausage popsicle <laughs> hand I made. Are sausage popsicles just like frozen hot dogs? Or are you like... No, those are boiled sausages that I put on popsicles that I joined together like a five-figure trident. Uh, quadrant, if you would. This is very exciting. I didn't know, like, on the show, like, I hear that you're a big fan of food, but I didn't realize you were such a big fan of food. You got a giant bag full of Halloween candy. Is that for kids? Like, it's a little early, but... Uh, I bought it not on sale, but I bought it for myself <laughs> to enjoy. All right, seems like you should wait till after Halloween to buy the big candy. I couldn't help myself. I knew that we were going to be having a special fan on the show today. You... So that's like a lot of snack size. I realize you've unwrapped all the snack size candy bars and put them back in the bag all loose. That uh, way I don't have to waste any time unwrapping the fun size. Makes sense. You just stick your greasy, wet hands in there and fill it. What around. I use is I try to bring them together like using two rakes to pick up leaves. But instead of rakes, they're sausage hands. And instead of leaves, they're unwrapped candy bars. I was going to ask if I could have one, but now I feel like... It's covered in your. Are you sure? Here, let me just get this. Hold on. Let me just get right, one. I, just don't put a, please don't put those in my mouth. <laughs> just get one. Oh, here's, here comes I don't, a, a chocolate I, airplane without any wings. Oh, it's coming for your big wet oh, airplane hanger. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Dad. Oh, well, I just heard you guys talk about The Miz and Damien Sandow. Yeah, how do you feel about uh, uh, Damien Sandow, like, pretending to be your son? That must oh, be. Oh, I think it's hilarious, but I, I don't know who he's copying. He's copying The Miz. Who? Your son, The Miz. Like, he's Damien Mizdow pretending to be your son. Oh, you mean Mike? Yeah, Mike Miz. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, he's okay, but the Damien Mizdow, he's great. Right, but he's like, he's like pretending to be your son, so it's like an homage, really. Do you, like, ever have somebody, you know, maybe you could have uh, something Miz Dad Dow, where some guy pretends to be you in the audience yeah no i understand i just think like i'd love to have my own gimmick where someone pretends <laughs> to be me wait 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 this isn't a gimmick what this is just i always felt this is kind of a gimmick like you oh me have food around and are always covered in like greasy oh layers no. of no man this is who i am i look you think it you think someone came up with the idea of putting boiled sausages on a popsicle stick hand? No, I've got... I wanted sausage hands. I'd want to be able to use my hands to first touch my body <laughs> and then put my sausage hands in my mouth and eat them. I can put my sausage hands on you. Uh, I... I better... Yeah. I, those are... 
Those are still freezing cold. Those are freezing oh, cold. Oh, these haven't been cooked. Oh, after I'm done cooking, I might refreeze them. Well, I thought you were, those are those are not the, those are the popsicle ones, yeah? Yeah, they're, well, you cook them and then you gotta boil them again. And then you gotta gnaw through them if they're cold. Look, my point is this. Okay, I'd love to hear it. I love Damien Sandow. I love Damien Sandow as if he was my own son. But I'm sure you love your own son more. Who? All right, uh, thanks for your time, uh, Mrs. Dad. It was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, this you is a too. Big, uh, I'm shaking your sauce. Those are freezing cold. <laughs> All right, I'll be in the guest breakfast lounge. Oh, sorry, Lehman. I didn't mean to pipe down like that, but whenever Mrs. Dad shows up. Oh, no, I'm glad I could have a little conversation with her. It was very nice. Oh, uh, well, yeah, well, you know, uh, I like to do that, put people on a spot when they haven't been on the show before <laughs> and just confront them with, like, really podcasting duties. Uh Speaking of which, uh, do you, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I think you do a good podcast. Uh, yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, something magic related? Yeah, sort of. Now, you and your professional partner, mm-hmm. and that's not a partner that you're intimately involved with for not money. Not necessarily. Yeah, you actually have a professional partner, you do magic, that's uh, David. Yep. Something last name. David Blotter. Uh, would you? Would it be the two of you doing a podcast? Uh, yeah, that'd be the plan. Would you call it the magic hour? Oh, that's a good name for it. Thanks. But then we're committed to doing an hour. <laughs> that's true. But the magic, you could call it the half magic hour. But I mean, then you'd have to do a 30 minutes. Right. Maybe like the undetermined magic time. <laughs> I like that. And that could change every week. All right. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm checking the docket right now. I have the clipboard for our guest today. Uh, we have a very special guest on the podcast today, Lehman. And I'm glad that you're here because, oh. you know, as a wrestling fan, you get to be privy to some of the best pay-per-views when you watch. Well, yeah, because I am uh, uh, Skyping Scott's WWE account. <laughs> that's right. That's how it's called. We call it, when you're using someone else's WWE network, Is it what you call it? I think you should Snaking? call it Skyping me. Skyping? Uh, yeah, Skyping Siphoning. the network. I like, Skyping? I like Skyping the network. He's Skyping the network. Yeah. Scott watches it, and then he sets up Skype, and I could watch through his computer watching him watch the network. Well, yeah, what Scott does is he positions a mirror behind the laptop, and so you watch everything that he's watching. Right. Because Skype flips everything. Yeah. So that way you get the mirror image of the mirror. Which is a correct image. Yes, it's yeah. the corrected image, which Skype then flips. Wait. No, Skype flips it, but if I'm watching it in yeah, a mirror, but then, then mirror it flips, flips it back. back. Yeah, that's true. And so you have to watch it in a mirror at home. Yeah. Our guest on the podcast <laughs> today, besides Lehman, is the Hell in a Cell Cell. Whoa. Yeah, big, big get. No one's ever actually scored an interview with the cell. I'm going to have to make some room because from what I've gathered watching the show, it's 20 feet tall yes. and five tons. <laughs> yes, and I believe it's also a half mile of steel. It is a half mile of steel. Uh, there's been uh, The Undertaker and Triple H are both uh, uh, tied six for wins. six wins. And we're basing this all on the <laughs> cell promo we just watched. <laughs> And so, I mean, we watched this promo and we were like, you know what? I think it's time that finally someone interviews the Hell in a Cell. So please welcome to the podcast right now, the Cell from Hell in a Cell. Hey, guys! Uh, the Hell in a Cell, it's really good please, to Please, Hell in a Cell was my dad's name. You can call me Cell. Oh, well, Cell, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Curtain Jerks. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, uh, I have to say... You're very jovial in person. I assumed you'd be really dark and sort of... Well, I know that's kind of the persona I have on TV, but I got different attitudes. You know, once I'm in there, I'm all business. Mm -hmm. Because I'm there for a job. Yeah, okay. To be the most demonic structure ever devised by man. Uh Uh-huh. So that's me on the show, but that's not me all the time. Yeah, I can me all the time. You know, how could I go out and And how would you have friends? Yeah, Yeah, I couldn't have friends. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that brings another point is, uh, how do you feel, like, in terms of your status in WWE? You're quite, you're a legend yourself. Well, yeah, no, you know, I am. I am. I yeah. like to feel like, uh, I've, you know, had my footprint yeah, yeah, on the, on the show. I don't like to overshadow the men that are in me, because that's really what it's all about. Having those men inside me is really what gets me off. Okay. But, <laughs> but just being part of the show, like, I'll do my part. I don't mind being kind of... A prop to some extent. Uh, it'd be easy for me to take the reins and control the show, but it's about those men just getting in me, getting all worked up, just being in me. Is okay, really okay. Well, now, so I, I mentioned this legend status, and you were talking about how you, when you're doing this job. Now, when is that exact moment when you feel like you're turning it on and you're going from happy-go-lucky cell, who I'm talking to right now, right, right, right. to this very aggressive metal structure? That's headlining a pay-per-view. When does that change happen? You become that sort of, that force, that kind of oppressive sort of, uh, 
you know, climax to a show. Well, I know a lot of people would think it's when it's lowering, when I'm lowering down and there. And they do that music yeah, when and I'm, the lights sort of It's like, ominous. It's yeah, very ominous. ominous. But that's just how me kind of like getting into character. Having is that, flipped the is switch. that you doing your stretches and kind of warming up? Right. That's like flexible. red leather, yellow leather as yeah. it's lowering down. Uh, but I don't feel like I'm really me until I get one, two guys inside me. Okay. You know, and then even more, uh, you know, I, six guys are the most guys I've ever had inside of me. That's true. You probably I, heard that on the Tell in the Cell promo. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember Armageddon. Uh, I believe Armageddon, there were six guys. There was That's six guy Hell in a Cell match. Six guys inside me. Now, I imagine, like, and not just when there's six guys, but even when it's a one-on-one match, do you, like, there's always sort of this connotation or an expectation of blood being in the match. Now, can you sort of speak on that at all? Uh, you know, I'm there to lend my hands to anything, or my sides, my body, my whole body, really. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to get bloody, they can rub up on me, get all bloody. I love getting the blood going uh, once those guys are inside me and the blood starts flowing. <laughs> like, you know, it's been tough lately because they've been telling me, hey, take it easy on the blood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, I'm with you. Having a couple guys inside me, you can probably speak to this, having a couple guys inside you, you're going to get bloody. Yeah, I think the, the, the connotation is there. The expectation for having that many guys inside you. I feel like blood is expected. Right. So, I mean, I... Blood, I'm also, sweat, tears. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in this PG era when you have that many... Like, even if it's one-on-one guys inside you and there's no blood, I feel like I'm not getting what I paid for. It's not real. Yeah, it's not... You're right. I don't think real is the concept. <laughs> right. Um, I, what's the other thing? There was something very interesting, uh, especially with you sort of having that switch and going from this guy I'm talking to now to becoming this very dark force... Uh, do you feel like maybe that's too dark or there's, is it, is the Hell in a Cell too big for women? Do you feel like there's a lot of interesting women, like, is there any women's storylines that you feel like that are of the caliber that could sort of culminate in the Hell in a Cell or end up inside you? Oh, I don't know. Women inside me. I just don't know if they have what it takes, you know, to be inside of me. Uh, hey, I'm a big fan of the Divas Mm -hmm. division, you know, I love watching it from the rafters. I'm there at every show. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm always up there, because you never know, Yeah. Uh, like, when I'm going to need uh, to run through the paces. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, you know, if anybody's going to, you know, there might be a couple of guys that are like, hey, tonight I really want these guys inside me, so i got to come down yeah. and put these guys in me. Uh, but the women's division, I always find it uh, Do you think not they, quite as intense, you know? Are, are they equipped to be inside you? Do no, you they think? just don't have what it takes. Yeah. You know. and now is it like is that their wherewithal or is that them physically don't have the equipment to it's be It's physically. It's yeah. a demanding demanding thing to be inside of me and it takes a lot out of you. Okay. Well, and I just I don't mean I don't want to get too controversial here, but do you think that maybe it's a comfort level for you to not want women inside you? I mean, a lot of people I think would find that to be sort of strange and uncomfortable to have I, women uh, inside the hell in the cell. I didn't know we were going to start addressing deep Issues with me. Well, it wasn't. I issue. had an issue with my mom, which I still think confronts me to this day. No, I, I didn't want to bring this up. Now, your mom was that was the original cage, right? Was that the original cage? Yeah, the that, big, big squares that yeah, was yeah, the blue one. very unsafe. Yeah, very unsafe, but very easy to climb, right? Very, very easy to climb, but then like she was solid steel. She was rigid. Okay. Right. My dad was just this fence. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just a fence. Just a fence. And, um... I, I'm sorry. You know what? I, I seem no, like... I'm, I think I made you uncomfortable. I, I just apologize. Didn't, no, so I just didn't know that we were going to go into family Well, I didn't, it didn't have to be a family thing. I think, in general, a lot of uh, people sometimes feel a little bit strange when the shoe's on the other foot and a woman's going inside of, you know, the hell in the cell. I, I like to think that I'd be strong enough to be okay with women inside me. Okay. Uh, but I haven't been there. And it's it's my own shortcomings. Well, I mean, it's, I, mean I think mechanism. it's scary. Maybe it's just a conversation you need to have in the future to see if it's something you're comfortable right, with. Right. I think at the very least, I'd probably just start with one woman inside me. Yeah, I think that's good. And then see where that... I want Cutting to be, a promo or something. Maybe cutting... Yeah, someone yeah. that I'm safe with. Yes. Yeah. Definitely safe someone with. Someone you trust. That I trust and yeah. that we're on the same page. Because, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes these guys get inside me and they get a little rough. Yeah. They forget, hey, I'm a person too. And they just think, I'm just going to go at it with this other guy. Using this still cage for my own purposes. Yeah, the devil's playground. Right, which, you know, that wasn't my moniker, but it was put on me, and I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I, some, I You know, sometimes you just got to take with what they give you. Yeah, you, it's what creative, you're going with what creative gives you. You've yeah, gone with to, the gimmick. You're, you're trying to be supportive. It. Now, uh, a lot of the nomenclature around Hell in a Cell was about the devil's playground and unforgiving steel. And then, especially when they did the sort of stats, how tall you are and the amount of steel, I couldn't help but be reminded of the Elimination Chamber. 
uh, I did, it wasn't so much of a question. I was just sort of curious. I, I get did, that, that's, I get this a lot. I get. I'm just getting a lot less elimination chamber in WWE right now, and Hell in a Cell is sort of coming back to the forefront. Right. Well, I started it. This is true. Yeah, and then they brought this elimination chamber mm-hmm. that you talk about, which is basically just a steel cage. Oh, it looks like a gazebo made out of cha- uh, chains. Right. Not intimidating. Yeah. Right. You're not. You're not ending careers. You're not. You know. All right. Granted. There's always six guys inside you. There's always, there's and always there's, six guys inside there you. There is talk that the Elimination Chamber is larger than Hell in a Cell. There is always six guys inside. Well, Not larger? to mention four pods. All right, well, fine. Like, sure, it's fancier and you get more guys inside you, but it doesn't have that feel. No, you're right. It doesn't have the sort of legendary heart right. that the Hell in a Cell has. Which is what it's all about. This all is right? true, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry I brought it up. I just thought there was a similarity. No, I, I just get that a lot. It's like, it. this is the Elimination Chamber was the hot flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the they're the sync, and I'm the Beatles. Oh, okay. You know I, I mean? can see that. I got you. Like, I started, I'll be here long after this Elimination Chamber has run its course. So you're saying that Hell in a Cell is durable and it can take the guys? As many guys as you want. Yeah? Like, I've had six in me, uh, seven, eight... Someday I'd like to have the Royal Rumble. I'd wow. like to have 30 guys inside me. In, the, in, the, in a Hell in a Cell. That'd yeah. be a hell of a thing. But uh, the problem is, uh, as soon as they get thrown out, how are they going to supposed to do any action on the walls? Because they're, uh, there's the sort of, there's the no man's land between the ring ropes and then the edge of the Hell in a Cell. I'd love to see a Royal Rumble in Hell in a Cell, but, but I don't. But it sounds like you don't want to. It sounds like as soon as I brought up the idea, you were bad mouthing. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, can you see Kofi Kingston doing all sorts of crazy, stupid shit? I can me? do. And when you say crazy, stupid <laughs> shit, I think you mean it like super funky fresh, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean, super funky fresh. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure. Well, Helen Assault, thank you very much for joining us. Sure, thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, can you get a crew to help me out? <laughs> yeah, I'll have the guys <laughs> disassemble you. Oh, thank you. Now, Lehman, you... You're one of my favorite kind of wrestling fans because you have a positivity about it and you really enjoy it. I and love makes, it. And you love you may it makes you laugh. You may not be a fanatic like Scott and I. You may not have a podcast about it. But, I do not. But you have an interest that sort of you could talk about it. You like you. I think you even watch it more than I do. I probably do based on my listening of the podcast <laughs> yeah, and the availability of Hulu Plus to you. But I feel like this is a good time that we. This is a segment that we always return to that I always enjoy. This is the dramatic readings of comment message boards on wrestling websites. And so today we went, I went to uh, Sports Entertainment Scoops, S-E-S Scoops.com. I think I mispronounced that. <laughs> I think you're adding an extra S. No, it's S-E-S Coops. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. S-E-S Coops.com. It's S-E Scoops.com. <laughs> S-E... Oh man, I this is really bad. I'm having I'm pronouncing it so poorly over and over S-E again. S E scoops. I don't. <laughs> That's all you need to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, the joke I wanted to do on the podcast today was just saying California Pizza Kitchen over and over again, and then I just say your name. How is that a joke? I... <laughs> it was gonna be California Pizza Kitchen, Pizza Kitchen, Pizza Kitchen, California Pizza Kitchen. Uh, Steve Sears, California Pizza Kitchen, Lehman Parker. California Pizza Kitchen, California Pizza Kitchen, California. It's California Pizza Kitchen, Pizza Kitchen, California Pizza Kitchen, Pizza Kitchen. This is a good time to announce our new sponsor. <laughs> yes, Domino's. <laughs> uh, so we're now going to dramatically read. I'd see what I was doing. I was doing my vocal. Work. That was good. That was very Thank good. You. Very we're, loose throat now. Uh, we're going to do dramatic readings from the article about John Cena starting a reality television show. Ooh. And so we've picked out a few good ones. Lehman, if you'd like to start. This one is from Mike. Mike. This was four hours ago. Mm-hmm. He has a boring personality, and every interview I've ever seen him do is dull and lifeless. Robotic by the book and formulaic. He's too basic and ordinary for his own good that he looks like a phony. I don't know if that makes sense. That's two sentences put together, Mike. <laughs> At first I thought, nah, he can't be this born in real life. But maybe I'm right. Ever see his bad acting on Total Divas, though? Might as well be a cardboard cutout. Ironically, that's how he stands in his own house in the show. I can't see this guy co-producing anything and contributing some form of spice... I can't see this guy co-producing anything and contributing some form of spice to any TV show. 
Those are strong words, Mike. Strong words, Mike. Strong words, Four Mike. Four hours ago, but timeless. Really yeah. timeless. Maybe you should uh, just let those emotions mellow for a little bit before you say something online like that that you're going to regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with a response to a comment that I thought was funny because by starting with this response, I think you'll get the gist of it. All right. This is by Noah, and it's from three hours ago. Ooh. Shut up. <laughs> Talk about something else for once. With you, it's always about John Cena. Everyone on here knows you are a John Cena fan. Admit it already. You're just as bad as that Moon Cena person. And then the response from Insomniac Reviewer, also three hours ago. One, you're an idiot and you know nothing about the business. And two, I won't stop bringing this up until Cena quits spitting on the business and actually puts people over and shows he cares, but he chooses to be a selfish spotlight hog. And then in response to that, local jobber an hour ago responded, You just told someone they know nothing about the business? Wow. Talk about the pot <laughs> calling the kettle black. And then in response to that, WTF said, Troll! You're the biggest Cena fan and Ambrose fan. Yeah, all right. Oh, man. That's an intense conversation. It was. And I think... Uh, you know, this last one is going to really bring it all together, Lee, uh, Lehman. I think you should do it. L-O-L. That's right. <laughs> That's from D12LG3 five hours ago. Oh, man. DG12L03. Yeah. You heard it here first, guys. Dramatic readings of wrestling comment sections. And now it's time for our new segment, Lehman Asks Me Questions. Yes, hello, I am Lehman. I am going to ask Steve questions. Thank you, Lehman. Thank you for joining us. Ask uh, thank you for having me. Uh, during the promos, I noticed this backstage, like sometimes in the backstage promos, they see the camera and they address the camera and sometimes they don't see the camera mm -hmm. and sometimes the camera's like pretending to sneak up on them. Uh -huh. So is there like some little rule as to when can they see the camera all the time and sometimes they're just ignoring it? Do they not see the camera sometimes? Like sometimes it's hidden camera mm -hmm. footage. Well, that's your question. That's my okay. question. All right, that's a very good question, Lehman. I'm really <laughs> glad that you asked it. I think that sometimes what happens is the camera is hiding and getting illicit material, right. footage, like you said. And other times, I think the wrestlers see the camera and then ham it up a little bit for the camera. Sometimes that's to the camera. And then other times, they are sort of just ignoring the camera and furthering the storyline. You can tell when it's a furthering the storyline and they're not really acting like the camera's there. There's a lot of hand movement, like adjusting their shirts, and then also kind of staring off in the distance a little bit too long. That seems like their go-to ending edit. Like, all right, we don't have a way to end this. Can you just stare off? And, and then snort we'll... that way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Mm -hmm. It's always too long, and you get that little flutter in their eyes of like, is this happening? Is this still going on? Is this still happening? That's an excellent question, Lehman. I hope, did you, do you feel a little... Oh, I answered it completely. Thank you, okay. Uh, next question. Do you know about this Nikki and Brie match where the loser becomes the personal assistant of the other one? Is this for real? This is their match at uh, Hell in a Cell. Wow, did I fall asleep when they explained that? <laughs> you must have. It was very brief. I'll say, why would they become personal assistants for each other when they hate each other? I don't know. It seems like at that point you should just hire somebody that you know is going to do a good job. Trying to force somebody that doesn't want to be your personal assistant be your personal assistant. Just like, that's uh Yeah, I see. A, I imagine a lot of missed calls and a lot dry of... dry cleaning, not lot, getting picked up. A lot of notes that aren't getting handed off. I had no idea, especially when they already did so many things like... Nikki getting fired? Or Brie getting fired. Brie getting fired. Then Nikki fights to get her back in. Yeah, and then fights to bring her back in. But then also, like, why would they do this whole personal assistant thing when they... This is sort of what they should have been... They used to build up to something horrific and sort of dynamic. Right, it seems like the family falling apart, this is not going to help bring that back together. Yeah, it's like if you get in a fight with your in-laws or your actual laws, the last <laughs> thing you'd be like, well, now you're going to have to be my personal assistant. <laughs> And then, but I guess it's a lot of like, hey, Nikki, mom's on the phone. Bree's like, I'm not here. I'm not here. It's like, oh, she's right here. She wants to talk to you so bad. And then hands the phone off. And then it's really her mom? And it's really her mom. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that sounds like a terrible idea of personal assistant. Like, no, I didn't know about this, Lehman. So now that you know about this, here's my question. <laughs> <laughs> 
which one would you rather have Nikki or Bree be your personal assistant? And who would you rather be the personal assistant for? Two separate questions. Oh, wow. That's tough. That's really tough. And you could be the personal assistant for anybody. Yeah? I love strong, independent women. Like, I really like... So you don't want to be the personal assistant of either of them then, right? <laughs> They're strong, independent Are women. they strong, independent women? I mean, granted, they are overshadowed by the men in their lives sometimes, but they really keep them separate on, in storylines, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't... They've... Well, Brie Bella is... Daniel Bryan is out because he's got a weak neck. That's true, and... Uh, and John Cena never addresses Nikki Bella. Because she's a heel. That'd be weird if he's like, Yeah, you know, yeah I'm a good guy. I'm dating this evil person. Yeah, hug, hug, <laughs> hug, smooch. Um, God, that's tough. I honestly... Uh, I feel like Nikki Bella, because she's dating John Cena, I feel like would be uh, it would be harder to be her personal assistant because she'd probably have more demands. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think that uh, Brie Bella... Because she's dating uh, Daniel Bryan, too. married to Daniel Bryan, I feel like she might be a little bit cooler and laid back, and like it's not just picking up dry cleaning; it's also like making sure you get more fair trade granola for <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Like, I feel like it's a more noble pursuit because she's a good guy. All right. So, but I, by those standards, I feel like I'd have to be uh, Nikki Bella's personal assistant, or. I would just be doing all of Bree's job because I'd be her personal assistant and she'd be my personal assistant. So you'd be personally assisting each other. Yeah, but I would keep, like, nothing would ever get done. It's a terrible nightmare. It's the worst. That's probably what hell's like. Yeah, it's like, hey, could you get this done? Yeah, no problem. Like, you put it on the outgoing mail desk and then it shoots down and arrives in your incoming mail. Well, that's tough. Uh, Lehman, what about you? Who would you, who would you be the personal assistant? Uh, Bree Bella. Bree Bella? She looks better. She's very, yeah. She's I didn't know, like, I knew they were uh, sisters, but I didn't know they were actual twins. I thought Nikki Bella was, like, six years older. Really? Yeah. I guess I could see that. Is it the uh, the height? It's or is it the unattractiveness? Think, you just think she was more developed and you were waiting for <laughs> right, Brie Bella? waiting for Brie to get boobs. Yeah, what is Brie going to go through puberty? No, Brie Bella looks way better than Nikki Bella. Really? You they don't think do, so? I think they look identical. No, they don't look identical. They look identical to me. Oh, Nikki I, Bella's... You know, I am so surprised that I could tell them apart and like remember their names on the podcast today. Is that normally this? Well, you can, don't have to really tell them apart for podcasting purposes. Well, right? for the longest time for podcasts, it would be like, the only signifier was like, well, which one has the breasts? And like, that's how people <laughs> determine them apart, I think. And so, and I'm so glad I can be like, no, Bree's the one that has Bree mode, and Nikki's the bad one. I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to quantify. What her. is Bree mode? I think it's a like it's a play on beast mode, which is a play on the NFL term of like NFL players going into beast mode and being super aggressive, uh, which is then a play on Transformers Beast Wars. Is it? I think so because that's what they'd say when the robots would turn into their robot counter their animal counterparts. I'm not shitting you. I am not making this. So, up. this Transformers was the trendsetter for all these things, or I was that based so. on something? I really think so. It's probably derivative of some French film back in the 20s, right? Oh, yeah. You mean the Beast Circle? Uh huh. Beast Cirque? Le Beast Cirque. Le Beast Cirque. Um, yeah. Uh, if you couldn't be one of the. If you. If you didn't have to be a Bella's personal assistant, whose personal assistant would you be? Anybody in the WWE? Anybody in the WWE? Uh, Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay? Is he still in there? Yeah, well, it'd be easy work then. <laughs> it's just things we get sent. Nothing gets sent to him. <laughs> and like, but like, he gets really down. How would you cheer him up? Uh, tell him to call his mom, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he loves to dance. He keeps he keeps calling you. He's like, hey man, you got you got any messages for me? Like, uh, not uh, today. Call your mama. Not today. Your mom called several times, Brodus. <laughs> Uh, you should call her back. She's really worried about you. Oh, I guess he is that somebody. Who yeah, somebody needs to call you. Let's oh, start with you. Yeah. Let's Don't start. point the fingers because you got four more pointing right back at you, brothers. <laughs> now, uh, any more questions? Please? Yes. Uh, why is there so much Gatorade underneath the ring? Ah, I'm really glad that you asked this. Uh, when guys lift the ring apron, mm -hmm. or the dress of the ring, as I like to say, uh, to get tables and chairs, there is a giant bin full of water and what appears to be Gatorade. That looks like it's on ice. Yeah, it looks like it's on ice. Now, what I'm curious about is, I never see guys drinking that stuff. Like, you never see a guy stopping, maybe when they crawl underneath the ring, they're just drinking they a lot of Gatorade. <laughs> but like, well, there's, they don't cut them, they don't do the cutting anymore. 
so now it's just they go out of the ring and relax and drink Gatorade for five minutes during the commercial breaks. Yeah, I wonder. So uh, in the match we saw, where it was the three on two street fight, yeah, yeah, and they lowered the cell. Do you think a couple times when guys are out of the ring, we didn't see them? They were just sipping Gatorade. I think so, but then they got to put their names on the top, and that way you don't drink somebody else's <laughs> Gatorade. Or what Vince McMahon hates is all those half-drank Gatorades. <laughs> like, if your... you're going to open up Gatorade, you drink the whole thing. <laughs> or put your name on it so we know who's responsible <laughs> for We'll take them to the next city. We'll move them. Just put your names on them. If you don't put your names on them, we don't know which one's the refrigerator. This is... Dolph, you're not getting a new Gatorade. I know this is yours. <laughs> you didn't put your name on it. Now you don't get one this next this next city. And then Goldust and Stardust, because they have the lipstick and the face paint on, they just they don't put their names on it. But then they're always drinking each other's because you never know who's is who. Right, but that's kind of their thing, right? I imagine they drink out of everybody's Gatorade bottles. Oh, I bet that, that's their thing. And so they're just making out with each other. Oh, well, that could be their thing, too. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did some sort of incestuous galactic sort of... I think it'd be a great storyline. Goldust Stardust? <laughs> yeah. Goldust Stardust Uncomfortable Us? <laughs> uh, what else do you got? Uh, that is... Well, you, uh, do you think that Seth Rollins, to show his unity for the authority, uh-huh. should shave his head? Uh, very interesting point. Uh, so, at the authority, we're cutting that promo, Randy Orton is bald. Randy Orton is bald. Triple H is bald. Bald is a bald guy. Kane is also shaved head. It's true. And Seth Rollins is the real outsider, because he's got that long hair. And he's got two colors, so I think there's jealous. He's got blonde and black. <laughs> And, or brunette, I guess. Brunette is black, right? No, brunette's brown. Why do people just say brown? Well, people do. Oh, why don't people... What do you say for black hair? African-American. No, come on. <laughs> for uh, for African-American, you just say black hair. Right. Brunette might cover the larger spectrum of dark-colored hair. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think it, if he did, I think it would be a mistake because then he'd lose his individuality and all he'd have is a super cool belt buckle. Does he have a super cool belt buckle? Yeah, it says SR on it. Ooh, what's yeah. that stand for? Seth Rollins. Oh, I see. Yeah, and before it was just this weird, like, click futuristic belt. Now it says SR, and now it says SR, and then it says in even smaller letters, Seth Rollins, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I think it's really important that people keep that in mind. I think there's probably other wrestlers still in his uh, belt buckle. What are some other wrestlers that are SR initials? Uh... uh... God, and now there's people listening right now on the show who are like, oh, it's obviously... Tweeted in. Tweeted in. Yeah, tweeted to uh, Curtain Jerks. Uh, well, Lehman, thank you very much. I really appreciate you asking me this question. Sure. Do you feel like I gave you the answers you were looking for? Uh, I feel like I know more now than I did before. Good. That's all I can offer you. Lehman, uh, in watching Raw with you today and sort of getting the general sense of wrestling, I feel like there's always this notion of a faction that comes together and becomes all-powerful and then they sort of start splitting at the seams and things start cracking and people start, there's infighting. Right, today seemed like the first bit of that with yeah. Seth Rollins and Randy Orton kind of going at mm-hmm. each other. And the authority was really kind of that first sort of, like, they're bad guys, they're big business, you know, but like now Randy Orton and Seth Rollins seem to be at odds. I know, I was hoping, I don't know, like, tell me, because I'm just a guest here, I might be completely out of line, but if it'd be possible, I know sometimes you have Triple H in studio if it's anything like if he's around well kansas city was on monday and they're setting up for (laughs) hell in a cell in another state that as of yet undetermined for this podcast i'm sure they know someone knows where it is no nobody knows no one that's what makes it so exciting yeah it's from uh, coming to you live from parts unknown it's like a flash it's like a flash pay-per-view yeah like you everybody show up at this place Mm -hmm. um yeah uh you know what let me check Oh, actually, Triple H is here. I saw him when I came in. Oh, really? Yeah, he was uh, He was talking to our social media uh, consultant, Phil Ranta, about the WWE Network, and I think they might still be having a meeting. Do you want me to see if I can bring him in? Yeah, I mean, if you can, then we, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you no, can... No, 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 I, It's just a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, in here? Just yeah, just right in here, just if you'll take a seat. Uh, you don't have to tell him where to seat, okay? I think I know... <laughs> Where I can sit down. You know, I'm truly. So I can sit down wherever I need. Well, you can sit down wherever you want. It's an honor, uh, Lehman. I'm, my name's Lehman. I'm just uh, guesting today. This is an honor. Uh, it's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to meet you. Muscular oh, handshake. Ow! Jesus Christ. You tape your hands up even when you're wearing suits, huh? Yeah, so you gotta let everybody know you're the game. 
cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I intimidate you? No, I mean, you when you brought out that hammer and started smacking it into your palm, like it frightened me a little bit. I know you always carry the big sledgehammer around, no, too. No, this is just for almonds. You want some almonds? Oh, sure. You know, usually you don't have to crack open almonds, but <laughs> regardless. Almonds come in those tiny little yellow shells that look perforated, but they're not. Do they? Yeah. I've Google, always... Google almonds. Uh, that's this is something you, you learned in your social now. media. Yeah, just, this is your social media. Yeah, I was so talking to Phil Rand in the other room. It was a, everybody knows the WWE. And you know everybody knows the WWE. Network yeah, I'm 99. skyping it off of a buddy, you're off what? of Scott Nart. I'm skyping you're, it. What does that mean? I'm Sky- That means we watch it in mirrors, reversed from each other, on Skype. Well, that sounds incredibly complicated. Are you still paying nine ninety nine? I'm not, but Scott is. Yes. All right, well, that's why i got to talk to someone on social media to make sure there isn't any more of this mirroring Skype business. But I look, look, the bottom line is this. Almonds come in shells that look like they have little dots on them. Well, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure meeting you. That's Actually, wait, 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 before you go, before you go. Sure no, 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 hey, Mr. H, before you leave. All right. Uh, I just want to, me and Steve, uh, the, other, uh, the host of Curtain Jerks here, uh, we're just watching Raw, and at the beginning of that, it seemed like the authority was strong. They have all this planned out, two main events, both authority-driven like storylines. But then Seth Rollins came out and basically like was trying to help Randy Orton by like making this like a title yeah, match he, thing. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins came to me, made it a dual main event, and then there was the three-on-two street match. Yeah. But Randy Orton did not like this. And then at the end of the street match, like Randy Orton won, and then Seth Rollins came out and curb-stomped him. Are you worried that... This might be the beginning of the end for the authority. Look, let me put it into terms that you laymen can understand. Laymen. Right? You laymen. <laughs> Look, laymen. This is, let me spell it all out for you. Sometimes you got a bunch of nuts still in their shell. All right, are we still talking about almonds? No, they're almonds in my hand, but they represent wrestlers and the authority. It's, it's confusing. All right, this one is Kane. This one is Randy Orton. Okay. This one's Stephanie McMahon. Ooh la la. <laughs> this one's Seth Rollins. Okay. Oh, I'm out of... This one that was Kane is also Triple H. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Hold on. This one's Triple H. That, that's... These two, this is Kane and Randy Orton. Okay? This one is Kane and Randy Orton. Okay. okay. I mean, Kane didn't really particularly figure into this whole... Thing. Can we just skip him and then it'll just be Randy Orton, Peanut, Seth Rollins, Peanut, Triple H, Peanut, and Stephanie. Oh, Peanut. Peanuts! I got tons of Peanuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Peanuts? I'm sorry. I get conf- All right. All right. Here. This one is Triple H. This okay. is the biggest Peanut I could find. Okay? <laughs> that is a giant. That's like four nuts inside that Peanut. Yeah, it's a. It looks like a big turd coming out of a dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This one's Triple H. I'm gonna balance him on top of this cup. Okay. All right. Oh, that's impressive. Thank you. This one is Randy Orton. It's a bald one. See, that's Randy. This peanut is Randy Orton. Yeah. Okay. That's weird that your peanut is covered in hair. I didn't want to mention it because I didn't know. I thought they all might have been, but since it's that was Attitude not... Era Peanut Triple H. Okay, gotcha. This one is Kane. We'll put him to the side because he figures in just as a run-in, pretty much. Sometimes okay. he's in matches. This one's Stephanie Man. Ooh, Ooh la la. la. <laughs> Gonna put her up here with me. All right. There's three nuts in there, not four, but there's not as more than most of them. All right. And then, uh, this one's Seth Rollins. Okay. <laughs> Spent a lot of time picking that one out. Yeah, he's the future of the WWE. You gotta pick them right. You gotta pick the right peanuts that are gonna go into the, be a tasty future. So you got Randy Orton peanut and Seth Rollins pe- Oh, and you also got John Cena, which is, uh, this will be an almond because he's very muscular. And then... Dean Ambrose is going to be a crazy nut. So yes. what? what's a crazy nut? Oh, he's just nuts. He's <laughs> oh, the concept he's got, of nuts. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we got Triple H, Stephen McMahon. Mm, yeah, you know, we got John Cena. We got Randy Orton, Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay. I don't know. Uh, we had Hell in a Cell here earlier. Do you need him to come back in to factor into this oh i don't know i don't even know if he'd feel these peanuts inside of him they're so small right yeah he's used to having a lot of different guys inside of him maybe like a shoebox or something here give me that shoebox give me that shoebox thank you all right now this is the shoebox and i'm putting it down over hell in a cell and inside it we've got seth rollins triple eight no wait just seth rollins (laughs) yeah you're traveled up on this cup with your beautiful wife i'm up on the uh the titan i'm up on the ramp 
So we've got John Cena, Randy Orton, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins, right? You know, I and think Kane you know, sitting off to the and side. And Kane sitting off to the right. side. So what the authority is is one group of nuts, and even if the nuts are being broken open and the peanuts are coming out, they're still nuts. Okay, I don't know if that answered any of my questions. I I don't know if it answered any of my questions either. <laughs> I can't see inside the shoebox. <laughs> right, who what knows what's going on in there? Yeah. But um, yeah, I think. But yeah. you're not concerned that you might it might be fracturing here. Like you think the authority's as strong as ever. Nuts need to be fractured so you can get to the sweet nut meat that's on the inside. And I think everybody knows what that means is what's best for business. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that, but you're right. Sweet nut meat is what's best for business. Everybody wants sweet nut meat. Uh, well, geez, I mean, I appreciate your time coming in here and chatting with me for a minute. No uh, problem. Oh, oh a whole other thing. Steve and I were talking about this. Do you think Seth Rollins should shave his head? Oh, what a wonderful question. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for asking me that. Uh, you know, I think a lot of his identity is in those long locks, but at the same time, if he shaved his head, I don't think it'd look as good as this old hound dog right here. Well, you look great with a shaved head, but I mean, you had a lot of identity up with your hair too, and then eventually you went to the switch and you shaved it all off. I'm a big corporate guy. Oh, is that why? When you sold it? I'm sorry. I almost said sold out, but that's not what I meant to no, say. No, is it? No. Is it? All right, all right, T, I put your ham, you're still holding I'll start a eating these nuts. peanuts without shelling them, buddy. I, I think I'll, <laughs> I can shell these peanuts and eat them anytime I want. Why, I've, if anybody can shell peanuts internally, I think it's you. And then you uh, would spit the shells back up, kind of like an owl. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Did you know that at certain shops you could buy owl pellets and then boil them and separate entire mice skeletons? Why? You know, just for fun and to have to throw away those pots that you've been boiling with when you're done. Is this some new gimmick you're working out with another wrestler coming up? Uh, maybe this would be a nice Brodus Clay uh, gimmick to have. Uh, Brodus Clay doesn't work for us. Right, you could bring him back as kind of the owl pellet man. Oh, me and Brodus Clay is an owl guy. <laughs> I like that. He could be the owl on top of the barn for... Uh, the Wyatt family. Yeah. Hey, you could be an owl on top of a barn for the Wyatt family. I think it'd be a nice fit. Are you okay? Is your throat? Do you need some water? Uh, just a little bit of water. I'm... Yeah, I mean, you're eating shell peanuts in their shell. I, I know, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't even think you're... Oh, you got us with the water, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I got you. All right, thanks for having me. Wow, Lehman, I, you know, I sat back on that, but what a, thank you for conducting that, uh, those interviews. No, was, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Like, it was great meeting them. You know what, you know, uh, you've been a wonderful guest today, and you've done an exemplary job. Oh, well, thank you. Well, that brings the end to Curtain Jerks this week. Scott should be joining us next week. He's had a hell of an adventure, I can tell you guys. Oh, man, I can't on, wait to hear about it. Yeah, these, uh, the tweets and texts we've been sending back and forth. So, uh, oh, don't forget to watch Hell in a Cell on Sunday, or you can forget about it and watch it and, and listen to us talking about it next week. Uh, if you need to reach us for any reason, you can reach us at curtainjerks at gmail.com or at curtainjerks on Twitter. Or check us out and subscribe to us on SoundCloud slash, you know, SoundCloud slash, soundcloud.com slash curtainjerks. That was a close one. That was a close one. And I think we might have some other social media. YouTube! YouTube. We're on YouTube. Is there anything you want to plug, uh, Lehman? Uh, you can follow me and David on Twitter, at David and Lehman. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah, you can find Facebook and all this stuff, but Twitter's the best thing. Everything else he's got is top secret right now, big things. Everybody are going to be thanking us that we talked to Lehman today, because <laughs> soon enough, he's going to be disappearing from our contact books. Or no, I take that back. We're going to be disappearing from his contact Yeah, you'll still be, but I'll, yeah. I won't answer. Yeah, that's right. We'll still exist, but just not in his realm of celebrity. I'll still text you every night to see if we're still friends. Yeah, of course. I really appreciate that. So for Curtain Jerks, I'm Steve Sears. I'm Liam Parker. Enjoy your wrestling, <laughs> kids. You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network. Ah, free entertainment. Who doesn't love free entertainment? I love it. It's free and I'm entertained. Oh, we don't ask for money. We don't ask for uh, uh, gobs of money. We don't ask for much. You don't need a credit card to ride this train. No way. But we uh, do ask for something in return. We ask that you help us out. 
you help us out in the numbers out there in the wrestling world and that you share us. You get on SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks and you follow us on there. You add to those numbers so it increases and other people can see that this podcast is something to jump onto, that this is funny and this is good and that you like it and then you can share it. You can repost it on there and you can like the episodes and comment on them too. And when you share it and you repost it, if you'd been commenting, everybody gets to see what you're saying. You know what that is? That's publicity for you, the listener. Yeah, you may get more followers too out of this. Oh my God, it's, it's all cyclical. Oh yeah, we make a funny joke. You make a funny joke based on that funny joke. That's called a callback. That's and, building on a joke. And then we get super pissed off that we didn't come up with that joke. They're like, son of a bitch, that guy's blocked. Yeah, that guy. I can't believe he made a joke based on our dick joke. He thinks he's the best dick joker. I'm gold dust blocking him. Yeah, lemueled. Mm-hmm. And so you get to do that, and that helps us out. That's huge. So obviously, share this podcast with your friends, and go to youtube.com slash podcast. Follow us on there. Subscribe. Like us. Uh, comment on our videos. you got your predictions videos on there for the pay-per-views. You've got your wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. We even had that JR's barbecue taste test on there. Yeah, maybe you forgot. It was delicious. It's a video sharing website. Share the videos as we share them with you. Yeah, getting interactive. We want your interactivity. We want to hear from you guys. We like talking with you as much as wrestling fans don't seem to like to do that. We actually do. Yeah, you know what? Look, I understand when people say the internet and they say wrestling and they think, you know what? Why doesn't anybody ever talk about wrestling on the internet? It's like there's no one's got any comments to make. I think everybody's got some comments to make. You do it on YouTube. Do it on SoundCloud. Guys, Triple H is a phony. He's trying to jump on the internet now with his Twitter and everything. And, and the WWE Network. He's pretending he's fan-friendly. We are fan-friendly. We're giving you a voice. Let's talk shit on Triple H together. To hand in hand, guys. Where's that ponytail after all, Triple yeah. H? What? I thought that guy had committed to his character, huh? Yeah. He's a really good guy, and it seems like he really knows what's going yeah, on, Yeah, he seems actually. like he's taking care of that new talent. Ugh. Uh. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.